Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, we, flying privately is always at the top of mind for me. Right. That's the only way and, I'll and, travel. And, and, Corey Barnes is back at quarterback now. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Super excited about number 42. Producer Dan, you want to know why? I, I would like to know why, yes. Because we have ourselves a couple of new sponsors, which is super awesome. We've got ourselves a sponsor! <laughs> Oh, you can never get enough Days of Thunder, and no. you can never get enough Tom Cruise. No, please. And when I found out please. we had a couple new sponsors, that's the first thing I thought of, so thank you for grabbing that audio. So, episode <laughs> number 42, brought to you by 8sleep.com, and let's talk about sleep, all right? First of all, you need eight hours of sleep. When I sleep well, I feel great, period. What's the, it's one of the biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get a good sleep if you're too hot. So I want to tell you about the pod by 8sleep. The pod, 8sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. Developed by leading sleep researchers tracking 43 million hours of sleep. Can you believe how, can you imagine how long that took? <laughs> Combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm. Now you can have both at the same time automatically. In a crazy, comfortable bed. Okay, I got to look into this. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll, they'll refund your purchase and arrange for a free pickup. They've already sold out of their first two batches, and they're going fast. So for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's 8sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. And don't forget to follow us at somethingsbrewing.com and on Instagram at somethingsbrewing or shoot us an email to Corey at somethingsbrewing. Pr Producer Dan, yes. are you getting through the holiday season? <laughs> hey, I want to I wanna tell you something. Go ahead. Do you want to know how much Christmas shopping my wife and I have done? Very a lot or very little? Absolutely none. <laughs> okay. Absolutely none. And it's December. I don't, like, I don't even know. So you you got you got some, we got nothing yeah we got some Amazon priming to do you got some Amazon priming yeah. to do yeah we're on it we're totally on it well we're there, we got a couple more shows probably you know obviously before for uh, Christmas uh, but getting into mm -hmm. the rest of the holiday you know season but we're so we're literally going to shake it shake it up a little today are we uh, just like we always do okay uh, you know no, I, uh, I'm excited and you really you can't make up this from a timing of show uh, concept so okay with that we are off. Yeah. So as you, you know, from a shaking it up standpoint, yes, as sir. you noticed, yes. you probably noticed that we normally would have, would have already done either an honorable mention, favorite 42, or oh yeah, or our literal, our favorite 42. Right. Okay. But we've moved that into the section that normally goes from our UCLA football recap. Okay. And the UCLA listeners should know who our favorite number 42 is. But before we get into that, let's get the UCLA fight song as a little bit of a preview. Say, here comes our favorite number 42. Hey, okay, so we do have a number favorite 42 of all time, and that is the one and only 
Jackie Robinson. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, don't you find it a little bit, you know, cool how the, we, this is our first week. We don't really have anything to talk. We don't have anything to talk about for UCLA football. And it's episode number 42. We get to talk we about our ja- Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. I mean, come on. How can you go, how so can you go just, wrong? So we're going we're gonna to give, give him a little bit of time here. All right. So he enrolled in UCLA in, in 1939. And he's one of the he was the first athlete to win varsity letters in four sports, baseball, basketball, football and track. He was one of four African-American players on the Bruins' 1939 football team, including Woody Strode, Kenny Washington, and Ray Bartlett. Um, in track and field, he won the 1940 NCAA championships in the long jump. Okay. Yeah. Um, Seriously. Yeah. I, mean, I only know him as a baseball player. I had no idea half this stuff, I swear. Yeah. So, you know, wow. he, he was his actually, and it's funny, his, they, they, many, many regard his worst sport at UCLA as baseball. <laughs> Okay. Of course. Yeah. He hit, yeah. He, oh, hit, well. he hit he hit under 100 in his only season. Although in his final game he went 4 for 4 and and twice stole the home base. Nice. Okay. He he met his future wife at UCLA. He played football as a senior, but in 1940 the Bruins only won one game. Um what else do we get here for him? After the government uh, ceased NYA operations. Robinson traveled to Honolulu in the fall of 1941 and played football for the semi-professional racially integrated Honolulu Bears. I didn't know that. Nice. That was a little, uh, a little extra insight. Uh, short season there. He returned to California in December to pursue a career as running back for Lo- Los Angeles Bulldogs of the Pacific Coast Football League. By that time, however, the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor had happened, which drew the United States in- into World War II and ended uh, Jackie's very short football career. So then he ends up getting getting into baseball. His makes his major league debut in April fifteenth, nineteen forty seven, with the Brooklyn Dodgers. A uh, little side note: he was born in Cairo, Georgia, in nineteen nineteen, and then he passed away at the age of fifty three. That's young. Wow, that's you. holy cow! Really? Yeah. In the nineteen seventy two in Stanford, Connecticut. So as I mentioned, that major league debut in nineteen forty seven. His last appearance was. Uh, also with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1956. Batting average in Major League Baseball. So remember, his batting average was under 100 yeah. in his last year at UCLA. Mm-hmm. His Major League batting statistic, 311, <laughs> 137 home runs, wow. 734 uh, uh, runs batted in. He was a six-time All-Star, a World Series champion in 1955, uh, National League MVP in 1949, Rookie of the Year in 1947, the National League batting champion in 1949, two times he stole the more, more bases than anyone, two times in 47 and 49. He's had his number uh, retired by the Dodgers. He's made the Major League Baseball All-Century team, and then he was voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962 as a first ballot Hall of Famer with 77.5% of the vote. He also wait, a minute, wait. Who voted against that? I know. Yeah, what an asshole, right? <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. Wow. And he also cold. he was also in the military, United States Army. Are you serious? Yeah. From 1942 to 1914, he made it as high as a second lieutenant. He was part of the 761st Tank Battalion, fighting in World War II. Wow. So, with that, let's end our our uh, tribute to Jackie Robinson with some of. Actually, Jackie's words. Well, there were times, certainly, when we thought it wouldn't work, but with the numbers of people that helped, yeah. we certainly thought that things would go as they have now, and even a lot further in terms of the front office and the managerial role and that kind of thing. But certainly, baseball has got got grown considerably, and we're quite proud of the role that we played in it. I mean, hey, we're 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 a historical show, we're Absolutely. a sports show. 
Yeah. We're an entertainment show. Yeah. We're a political show. Yeah. And we are a motivational show. And who could encapsulate that? Pretty much everything. <laughs> right? More right? than Jackie Robinson. I mean, so, all well, right. Well, that was from the Dick Cavett show. So that must have been very late in his life. Yeah. That yeah. That, that interview was uh, done because he couldn't have been more than 53. Yeah. Obviously, he died, but but he looked about that age. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, when we talk about God's a fair man, right? You know, we've talked about that before. Yeah. And to have someone, it's, it's a, another example of that. It's like you know, a, an amazing man like Jackie Robinson right. with all of that stuff that he did uh, leaves, L- us, at 50, taken, leaves right. us at 53. Right. You know? Uh, all right. So with that, you ready? Let's no, keep I'm, it not, moving. I'm actually not ready. All right. What are we doing? Well, let's get into the college football playoffs and look a little bit back at the at the college football season for let's, a few yeah, moments. Let's, Give it to me. Give me Belushi. Oh! All right. So before I get into the college football award winners, I, I did want to do a, a little bit of recap on the transfer rules. You know, as we mentioned oh, yeah, yeah, uh, because, last week right. was our first opportunity to talk about Colson Yankoff. Um, <laughs> so so just in this it gives a shout out to Grant's Rance. He thought it was a good idea to add this to the show. So I'm taking some constructive criticism. I'm doing it. So basically, here's a couple highlights. So the basic rule is that if the if a player transfers, then they have to sit out a season. OK, they're not allowed to play in those games for a full academic year, though they can practice and train with their new team during that time um but the simplest way to get around that rule is to graduate first so and and even more reason why i wanted to bring this up because we're going to move into next we're going to move into the college football award winners that had two specific people really highly involved that were uh, had graduated and were college transfers okay so you uh there's a whole bunch of exceptions, uh, and then grad transfers need to enroll like their students, and some conferences have taken steps to punish schools whose grad transfers don't meet ac- academic standards, and then the NCAA has considered similar ideas on a national scale, which might have lousy side effects, blah, blah, blah. There's a couple other more exceptions when you're transferring from one division to another, Um so then here's another good one. Players might get also get immediate eligibility if all of these things are true. They've transferred to play a sport other than Division One baseball, basketball, football, or men's ice hockey, so to a different sport. They're in good academic standing and progressing towards a, toward a degree. The school they're leaving has a, gives a, a written release. Here's the key one for Colson. Mm. Given a written release saying they can compete right away elsewhere. This is... Now, this is widely hated practice because coaches can block former players with specific destinations. So that's what Chris Peterson from University of Washington did. He blocked the transfer. Chip Kelly has been interviewed multiple times and stating that that's not a practice of UCLA and it never will be. But the Pac-12 does also have a uh, a specific rule. I don't know what other conferences do, but Pac-12 is one of them where they don't allow immediate immediately grant uh, transferring from one Pac-12 school to another, right, so you right. have to go through that extra step of getting gotcha. the um, uh, the written release, which again Washington did not do for us. So, you know, it's again we've talked about we made a comment last week about you know, it seems a little bit like free agency. I see both sides of it all over the place, but you go into this transfer bucket. You basically there there is the, the one side could say you know from a competition standpoint, you know guys. They they think they're going to play early, they they're not right. going to play. Right. So they put their name in the transfer, you know, the transfer uh, sort of bucket, and then they're like basically giving up the concept of trying to win the starting job. <laughs> right. So right. So let's move let's move with that in mind into the college football awards, which is a pretty a, a super cool thing. Especially considering eventually in some time in the near future, uh, these best college football players in the country are also going to get paid for their likenesses. Holy so, 
<laughs> which is that's a good one. So first, the Maxwell Player of the Year, which is the Maxwell Award for the Player of the Year, that goes to Joe Burrow, the quarterback from LSU. We're going to hit more of his statistics later for oh, obvious reasons, but he beat out Jalen Hurts. The, one of the other quarterback transfers mm-hmm. we talked about. And, by the way, Joe Burrow is, again, that other quarterback transfer. And then Chase Young, the defensive end for Ohio State. The Davey O'Brien Award uh, was also won by Joe Burrow, who was for the top quarterback. He beat out Justin Fields from Ohio State and, again, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Doak Walker Award for the best running back, Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. He won that for the second straight season. Okay, as a nation's premier running back, uh, just the second time to re- uh, as a repeat winner. In 13 games, he racked up 1,909 yards. All right, um, he beat out Ch- uh, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, and J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Uh, the Fred Blitnikoff Award for the best wide receiver, Jamar Chase from LSU. He beat out uh, my man, C.D. Lamb. I, I really like him. He's my favorite uh, college receiver. But he beat out C.D. Lamb and Michael Pittman Jr. We've hit on him from USC. Um, that's one of a, a few uh, Pac-12 uh, guys that were in it. The John Mackey Award for the best tight end went to Harrison Bryant from Florida, Florida Atlantic University, the only small school uh, player to win, beating out Hunter Bryant from another uh, Pac-12 school, Washington, and Brevin Jordan from Miami. Then the best defensive player, the Chuck Bednarik Award, went to Chase Young from Ohio State. This dude was by far the most dominant defensive player in college football. Led the country in sacks with 16 and a half. Uh, it just looks like a badass motherfucker, really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he beat out Derek Brown, a, DT, a defensive tackle from Auburn, and then Isaiah Simmons, uh, a linebacker from Clemson. The Butkus Award winner. always like that. The, the Butkus Award winner. Went to Isaiah Simmons from Clemson uh, and beat out another Pac-12 guy, Evan Weaver. A little side note on Butkus. So mm. I played high school football against Dick Butkus's nephew, Luke Butkus. Really? And you see this um, this scar on my chin down here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that a Butkus? That's from Luke Butkus. Wow. Yeah, in high school, my uh, junior year. That's a nice souvenir. Yeah, he went to, uh, I forget what school, what high school he went to, but anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to throw that in there. Hey, absolutely. I don't know if you want to call that quite a humble brag, but <laughs> Jim Thorpe Award for the best defensive back went to Grant Delpit from LSU. You see, and obviously you see when you think, start thinking about the, the teams in the college football playoffs and like who were really up for it. Yeah. It, it's no shocker that the guys that are winning these awards are like he beat out uh, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State, okay, and J.R. Reed from Georgia. Um, the best, re- the best center. Which, by the way, I did not know that they gave out. I thought they only gave out the Outland Trophy, which we're going to give out next. Uh, but there's actually an award for the best center, which is in, in, in essence. Yeah. But wouldn't you, wouldn't it make sense then to to potentially call it? Um, I, I don't understand. Is because like, the best center, uh, Tyler. Biadas, Biadas from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So he won it, but then he was also up for the Outland Trophy. Okay, okay. Which was oh, I I now I understood. So the Outland Trophy goes can go to not just offensive or defensive linemen, I guess. Ah. So yeah, the Outland Trophy was won by Penay Sewell from Oregon. He was the first Polynesian player. In history to win the Outland Trophy winner. That's All right. right. So good for him. Um, our, our boy, not too, would love that, I, bet, Absolutely. I imagine. Absolutely. Um, but he also beat out uh, the, the same guy, the center from Wisconsin, Tyler, and Derek Brown from Auburn. Wow. The Lou Groza Award Best Kicker. This guy's got a great name. Rodrigo Blankenship. 
from Georgia. <laughs> oh, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually yeah. wears like spectacles or rock uh, jocks. Uh, uh, what do you used to call the jocks box? Or... I don't know. I'm intrigued. Well, anybody that played Pop Warner football, we, you know, it's oh, like, yeah, you know had... we're talking about bullying, right? Sure. The kids that wore the, you know, the, the, Spec- like those strap-on yeah things? you know yeah, yeah like the, oh, yeah. I, there's a there's a name for him i can't know why somebody's li- that's listening right now is, is hearing it in their head but uh <laughs> they're the, screaming yeah, the, at you right now <laughs> the ray guy award best punter max duffy you know the punters and kicksters don't get enough credit he beat he beat out dane roy and sterling hoffrichter there's another good name oh, yeah. guess where he's from Syracuse. Richville. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Sterling Hoffrichter from Syracuse. Wow. And then uh, rounding out the rest of the awards before we get into the Heisman is the Home Depot Coach of the Year Award went to Ed <laughs> Orgeron from LSU. Yeah. We've talked about him before. Congratulations yeah. to him. I've had he, the pleasure of meeting in, him uh, before. The plumbing department? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. And then, which is perfect transition to the Heisman Trophy. So. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it all, but basically the finalists were LSU's quarterback, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Hurts quarterback from Oklahoma, Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields, and then Ohio State defensive end, Chase Young, who previously mentioned. So just a couple statistics from a Burrow standpoint. Okay. So he, he was completed almost 78% of his passes for 4,715 yards, 48 touchdowns, Yikes. six only six interceptions, okay? So remember we talked earlier about, you know, we've given D, we gave DTR a hard time, but just to put that yeah. in perspective, right. he threw the ball that many times, only had six interceptions, DTR accounted for roughly 24, 25 turnovers. Just just, just to understand, like, right. the difference just, between that and someone right. that wins the Heisman. Right, yeah, um, exactly. So, you know, by far the most yards, and he, he looked great. And that guy runs extremely well, too. So it's not like he's just a, a pocket passer. Um, so congratulations to him. And he becomes only the second LSU player ever to win the award. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, it was also won by a guy named Billy Cannon in 1959. Um, and I want to get to this for, for a few moments. So, you know, we've talked about SB, you know, Senate Bill 206, which, you know, which will, will eventually allow college athletes to get paid for their likenesses. So there was a story that hit the national news about with Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. the Heisman Trophy winner Mm -hmm. on a private jet, Mm -hmm. reading a letter written to him by uh, Billy Cannon's family, right? Billy Cannon has now passed away. Okay. So he's reading this letter and Mm -hmm. it becomes, it's obvious that he's on a private jet. Okay. Sure. So picture a world in the future where (laughs) the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback can now be paid by a private jet company to utilize mm. their private jet to get to the to their picture to get to New York, to, right? Because you, you like anyone that travels private, you know, which I right. you know, have done plenty of times, but I don't do it regularly. But if you do regularly, you would know, you could easily know if you made the picture a little bit bigger, what kind of plane it was and who was using it. Well, yeah. So, it, or I don't take the cash, but now in the future, I'm going, I'll just give one of those, allowed, right. know, a marquee jet card <laughs> right. so that Joe Burrow can now fly with marquee jets wherever he wants to go for, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five years, whatever. Yeah. And now where, when, when do we cap that? So sounds like a big, you know, sounds like just give me an example, right? Exactly. That's, that's a perfect example. Cause I always thought like, remember I've, I've mentioned the algorithm. Well, well we, flying privately is always the top of mind for me. Right. That's the only way and, I'll and, travel. And you'll fly the same way Joe Burrow does. Absolutely. So there's another guy, though, that was a, the only other finalist that ever make it from LSU. Is one of my favorite defensive players in college of all time. He's still one of my favorite defensive players in the NFL. And that is none other than Tyron Matthew. Mm. So I wanted to pull up for a little historical, since we've done some history already. Can you pull up that, 
that uh, quick audio for on uh, oh, yeah. Tyron Matthew. Oh, yeah. that. The legendary nickname, the Honey Badger. Honey Badger's <laughs> been referred to by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most fearless animal in all the animal kingdom. It really doesn't give it. <laughs> so, back before YouTube the became a, like an over-the-top sensation, like every single human being on the planet was doing it. Like there was a so much for those of you you remember when he, like it, it was the honey badger just doesn't give a shit, and it was so many different things about how badass the honey badger is. Right. And anyway, that's the honey badger, the only other finalist in LSU history. So I thought it was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So next week, we're going to do a preview of all the top bowl games and prepare for the upcoming college football playoffs. I'm, I'm, we will be attending the semifinals uh, at the Fiesta Bowl between Ohio State and Clemson uh, with our, my oldest daughter is going to be joining me. I'm very excited oh, to go no. with her. Yep. And then I will be attending the national championship game uh, roughly 10 days later uh, in New Orleans no. with either one of my great friends from LSU if they win yeah. or more of a, a professional corporate event with mm-hmm. my brethren from Ohio State. So Sweet. either time. So considering, as I mentioned at the beginning, we have some new, uh, some, uh, some new sponsors. Uh, I thought it would be perfect timing to now add our second newest sponsor called my bookie. All right. We talk plenty about gambling. They must know. <laughs> they must be doing their research right. a little bit, Dan. Good, huh? good thinking, guys. So it's an exciting time for sports. Lamar Jackson, we talk about him as redefining what it means to be a dual-threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were 50-1 to 1 to begin the season. <laughs> it's nowhere near that now. Uh, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th, we have the most stacked UFC cards in, of all time. We're going to get to that. Beautiful. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated. Without doubt, people are going to be looking to get into the action. We have the best place to go for my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Does I mean? Does I can't Dude, make you, this you gotta up. Teach me how to right? do all this. So I mean, this is for me. So it's my bookie. Yeah. For right. instance, if you like a couple of big favorites favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Yeah, There's baby. your definition of a parlay. Yeah, baby. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000. That means if you deposit 2000, you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. Holy cow. They're also mathematicians over there. Wow. All you have to do is use your promo code BLV for believe BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie bet win. Get paid. Nice. So I'll tell you what. I have a place that I've used for years. Not going to go away from them completely. But I yeah, we gotta, we gotta jump on 100% signing up for that. Yeah. Especially con- considering that they, I feel like they almost wrote this ad for me. <laughs> about much. betting betting a little to win a lot. Remember how I always talk that, about I don't have the balls to bet big on right, my straight exactly. up bets? That's, that's I motto, feel basically. That's why I feel really good about the new partners we have. Exactly. I want to sleep better and because I, st- I sleep right. better when I win gambling. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> We've got ourselves a sponsor. Love it. All right. Okay, so. Let's move the chains <gasps> over to the rest of the sports update, would you? Give it to me. Do you got the man? Come on. The macho song? Yes. Macho. Macho. We have some sponsors. Sponsors. More. Sponsors coming. 
All right, so from an NFL recap standpoint, I did, uh, as we did, we're doing the show on a Sunday again. We forgot we to are, mention yes. that. Uh, every, last Sunday, Sunday, I did end up going to um, uh, the Seahawks-Rams game, which was, oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm wondering where the hell the Rams have been all season. Well, I'm going to pull up my phone right now because I kind of like doing that the other day where we're doing some real-time scores, even let's, though, let's even do though it. it doesn't even though, get out to real-time. Right, exactly. <laughs> but then people can sort of use it in their heads as to what was going on. Sure. You know? Sure. So... I do know that the Bears lost against the Packers. Shout out to Tori and uh, Eric. They were actually in uh, Lambeau for that game. Oh, sweet. But uh, back to last Sunday. So looking at my investment in the Seahawks, mm-hmm. you know, talk about prop bets. They're mm-hmm. my bookie. Mm-hmm. So they don't look like a good investment. No. All right. Okay. You know what else I realized at the beginning of the show last week, and I wanted to apologize to you? Sometimes I cut you off. And Me? I, yeah, I, I do. I'm glad you do. Well, well, I, I felt a little bit bad about that because I have a coworker that told me I need to stop cutting people off. <laughs> So oh. give him a shout out if it he was, listens to the show. Me. All right. So uh, quick recap. So uh, let's see anything major happened so far. The Cowboys are up huge, 31-7 to on the Rams. So it looks like that was just a somewhat of a fluke last week. Cowboys seem to finally have come to play. Uh, what do we got here? Seahawks, our investment still is back yeah. in action. Okay. Patriots coming back. They But the Bengals suck. Let's see who else. And then the the Bears. I got some really great insight on the Bears, though. Uh, you know, cruise for Congress. I told them I was going out to lunch for my mother in law's birthday. So I said, you know, I need a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a, you know, updates because I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna, uh, you know, not gonna get to, to watch the game. And I, I'm doing the show later. So as I'm at lunch for my mother in law's birthday, I'm getting these text messages from Cruise for Congress. Ready? Third and six, cover two. Rogers drops a slow vertical in the on, in the bucket, and they get a long yak, which is yard a, after catch to the <laughs> six and run into the next play. Defense is not elite. And next next text, Mitch might have a dead arm. <laughs> Threw a Rob Cruz floater into the wind. For the record, Green Bay has gotten the next text. For record, Green Bay has gotten five crucial calls in the game. Bears got. Zero, and then I see a pack a Packer D lineman just picked picked off a slant pass. That's why <laughs> that's why I didn't even need to look at the score, but I realized that we're probably going to have we probably lost that. I love game. how you're getting sports updates from a future congressman, right? <laughs> what other what other show has it, Congress nobody future Congress people nobody. texting in? So the the Eagles came back to beat the Redskins too. So we'll see what yeah, happens okay. with the uh, with the Eagles and the Cowboys. That is certainly shaping up to be a huge huge game between the Eagles and Cowboys. That is in Philadelphia though. So um, a little more on the sports recap. So from the NHL, I realize we could do this too. You you know where we're going next. No, so I at don't, the top of, at the top of the NHL, NHL we still have hockey. the Washington Capitals. Okay, and then the Boston Bruins are number Bruins. two. Can you give it to me? I love it. See, I was like just throwing it in there for an opportunity. And then the Islanders and then the Blues. And just so that for those of you keeping track at home, the Blackhawks are now in 28th place overall, and the Los Angeles Kings are 29th. What the, sh- oh, what the shit's on. going on? Wouldn't it be nice? Okay. Then next we got NBA. You know, we uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. the Bucks had still been winning. They're still winning. They're now on an 18-game winning streak. Okay. The Lakers are right behind them for the second best record in the league. Uh, the Bucks wow. are twenty four and three. The Lakers are twenty three and three at the time of the show. And then I was thinking as I was putting the show together, Dan, can you imagine the difference between the scene at a Milwaukee Bucks game <laughs> and a scene at a Los Angeles Lakers game? No. Just in general, no. like, like the, I actually can't imagine that. It's just like you think about so many. Like we could do a whole episode on the differences between the Milwaukee home games, <laughs> right, and the Lakers home games, right. And we have good weather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, win win. You know, can you imagine? You know, like when you think about the difference between Milwaukee 
And, uh, and did you say use? <laughs> I thought that was a perfect a, a perfect opportunity. Sure. So you say, he's like, huh? What? What's the difference? Did you say you? Okay. Then next, so the Pel- <laughs> the Pelicans have lost eleven in a row. And remember, early on in the season, we had the uh, the gal that came to us came to the game with us. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, her yeah. and her brother is Drew Holiday. Okay. Yeah. You remember that? No. So she, her brother is on the Pelicans, but they've lost 11 in a row. I thought that was a, you know, that's a pretty high statistic. And then, which also made me think lots of, lots of movies here today. Give me that one. Manny, look at this. Pelican play. Come on, Pelican. <laughs> I love Scarface. <laughs> How did you even remember? I did not remember that part. Well, of course. Well, I just, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not just random. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I work like a schizophrenic. Right. But do you have like a, an encyclopedic memory of random was animal quotes from from gangster movies i i i ha, i will say this so we used to drive around the uh the country in, in during the summertime in a conversion van okay okay your family um yeah a burgundy conversion van raised roof with a vcr in it okay Beautiful. and the license plate said pause five i mean you can't you okay. know it's like griswold express right? <laughs> yes and we would drive around every summer like for two weeks uh, you know for the whole summer and then every weekend of the summer we would drive at least two hours to michigan and two hours home so every time we were in the freaking van we would watch movies <laughs> plus we've talked about this before in the win- in the summer in the winter time in the midwest you, it's cold outside. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And there wasn't YouTube and Netflix and all this shit. You had to watch VH, VHS. Right. So you had a VHS of Scarface, yeah, apparently, yeah, right? Yeah, well, it, it, I just and I, I have a weird, little bit of a weird mind in that way too. Like yeah. you know, I can watch a movie a couple times and remember the lines. Manny, look at this pelican fly. Yeah. So on, anyway, pelican. I just bring it. You know, we're just trying to be creative and entertaining. Heck yeah, Dan. Okay. Next up, on from Talk a golf standpoint, USA oh. won the President's Cup in Australia in thrilling fashion. Beautiful. And congratulations to our captain, Good Tiger day. Woods, the the polarizing figure that he that he is and congrats to the fact that this is another thing i love about the president's cup so you and when the Ryder cup is in europe so that you watch the final rounds on saturday evening yeah. in the united states yeah. and it's really sunday afternoon in australia and it felt like you're literally watching the future <laughs> right because you are and and it's in tiger woods because he's a captain and he made some great uh putts to win we won 16 to 4 it's our eighth consecutive victory in the series and he you know he was emotional and you just love you forget that some there are some events for golf that are team team oriented right yeah. the, the main yeah. one being the Ryder cup right. but as i've become more of a golf fan i didn't really realize the president's cup was a thing Sure. It's apparently a big thing Tiger Woods for, for, for golf fans. So I thought it was cool. All right. Next on the college hoops standpoint, still not ready for a full on college hoops update. That's going to come after college football is officially over. All right. We're going to start that off with the Chenoweth interview. But Ooh. so the, the UCLA hoops are now seven and four. And again, after that four, no start we, where we, and we lost at Hofstra at home. Mm-hmm. Then we lost to BYU. Mm-hmm. Then we lost to that good <laughs> Michigan State team. And most mm-hmm. recently, we lost in South Bend. To Notre Dame, okay. it was our really our only true away game of the preseason. Gotcha. Okay, so we're so we're one in three away from home in general, and Notre Dame shot almost forty. They shot thirty nine three pointers. Okay, oh, oh, oh you really? even even you know that's a lot, Dan. Right? Yeah. Okay, so next up for for UCLA hoops is going to be against number nineteen North Carolina in Vegas next Saturday, and I would say that's a huge game. For obviously, but even more for us from a, an optimism and potential momentum standpoint, you know, people are not thrown in the towel, but UCLA will always be a basketball school over a football school. And the fact that we're seven and four and granted, we, you know, we probably shouldn't have beat Michigan State, but we could have should have 
potentially beat Notre Dame. Definitely shouldn't have lost to Hofstra. Definitely shouldn't have lost to BYU. So if we you beat you beat North Carolina, which we have a tendency to do at times, beat win games over the last few years that we probably shouldn't have won, and then just peter out towards the end of the season, not even make it to the NCAA championship. But it did also see for the twenty four seven sports crew out there, um, you know, in the Bruin fans, we were our odds of making the NCAA tournament are extremely low. Like in like ninety nine percent or something like that, which that sounds like it's high, but that's ninety nine percent chance we don't make it. Right, right. So like a one percent chance we do. Okay, so th- that should have been better. Okay, next up, so UFC two forty five. As we talked about from my bookie standpoint, I did pay the fifty nine dollars again to watch it on my freaking iPhone, <laughs> even though serious? yeah, e- because we were we weren't at home. We we, right. we stayed we were staying in a hotel with the kids and everything. So you know, I put that big TV in my backyard that has ESPN on it, so right. I can watch it outside right. with no one bothering me right. but we weren't home so i had to watch it on my freaking phone again <laughs> so there was another three championship fight night which is always super cool amanda nunez beats jermaine de Rondeme. so for my mom out there when her best friend is named jermaine she's actually my godmother so i can't t- take out waste an opportunity to talk about my godmother jermaine jermaine yeah so amanda nunez beat jermaine in a unanimous decision after five rounds and i've seen uh nunez fight twice in real life and she is Without question, the best female fighter in the history of fighting. Okay, she and she has beaten every woman to ever hold the bantamweight title and featherweight titles. Okay, oh and she's a she's just a badass. Then the next one was the featherweight championship between Max Holiday, who who actually got beat by an underdog, Alexander Volkanovsky. That mm. sounds like a fighter, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. His nickname Spanish guy. <laughs> Nicknamed Alexander the Great, and, and and many consider Max Holloway to be the greatest featherweight fighter of all time. So we're, we're I would imagine there's going to be a immediate rematch uh, uh, put together on this. Um, uh, so I don't I don't suspect there won't be a rematch. Uh, I thought Holloway he 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 was he started to change up his strategy. You know, mid towards the mid and late rounds, which. You know, potentially, if the fight would have went another few rounds, he might have won. But uh, it would be it, it would be huge. It, it, there was a little bit of controversy, and uh, I, I agree with many of the talking heads that a rematch is f- definitely the right thing to do. Then the the main event, well, they're called co-main events, but this is the last event of the evening. The welterweight champion Kamara Usman uh, beat Colby Covington in a unanimous decision as well. Most likely his next fight will be uh, against Masvidal, who I think Masvidal obviously deserves this type of fight. Uh, you know, even though Usman is not a superstar, his his stock has consistently gone up, uh, and he's he's a pretty big stud. So um, I would hope that he gets a fight a chance to fight Masvidal because I also believe Masvidal deserves for a, a big money fight. I also had dinner with my boy Audie, who's Conor McGregor's uh, manager, and was very excited to find out that McGregor's fighting again on January 18th against mm-hmm. Daniel Cerrone, yep. nicknamed the Cowboy. And there was a really great promo during UFC 2, 245 for the January 18th fight, 246 with McGregor and Cerrone. Uh, it's, you know, it's got you know, McGregor's the Irish, you know, the guy, oh, yeah. Irish crazy guy against the American Cowboy. 
Yeah, so right. Vegas is going to have a lot, oh, yeah. a little culture clash going on there. But I know plenty of Americans that love Daniels, that love McGregor, and I guarantee plenty of Irishmen that actually love Cerrone. He's a badass too. So uh, can't wait to go to that fight. I'm actually going to be in attendance for that one again. And then I also got some big news that I can't tell anybody what exactly what it is. But when it becomes public, you remember you heard it here first, Dan. All right. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks okay. So about. you ready? Now let's. I don't we know. got we got a new we got a new Shake It song. This is the one that I want to do last week, but since you were engaged oh, for the first right. time in weeks, yeah. I, I allowed you, or I, we... You finally sobered up. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, from a guy that doesn't drink. <laughs> um, so let's shake it up over to pop culture. I can't believe it took us this long to get to this one. I know, right? You know? You think it would have been first? Uh, early on. Yeah. I would have thought it would be early on. Shake it up. Uh, this one makes me want to dance a little bit. Doesn't a little bit, it? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And go back in time. Well, yeah. All right. So first on the pop culture side. So I, I must, I mean, I've been watching their ads, but Apple TV officially is out and Disney is officially launched. Yeah. And Disney's doing great. I yeah. bought, once I heard they were doing that, I bought a little bit of stock on that because I think they're going to go straight through the roof on it, yeah. uh, especially with all of that catalog that they have. Have you watched any Apple TV or anything yet? I've watched a little Apple TV, yeah. yeah. I watched uh, The Morning Show a little bit Okay, uh, on Apple TV. So, did you know the guy from uh, that was in Game of Thrones? No. And then he's Aquaman? Who's What's Aquaman? Oh, that guy. Sure, yeah. sure. The guy Jason, that made fun of... Yeah, the, he, Jason, he made fun uh, of Chris Pratt the other day. We talked about him. Bonet. So, there's a, there's a show on Apple TV that I want to watch. It looks like it's sort of a Game of Thrones-ish where he's a lead character. Don't let's. Oh yeah, I'm so gonna watch he's that. kind of stretching. Yeah, he's he's stretching. Okay, a little bit more. We got Mo- two birthday Moma? parties. Yeah, yeah Jason. Yeah, something like that. Mimosa. <laughs> that's good enough. Yeah. Okay. Jason good, Mimosa. Good looking, big dude. That's yeah, a good actor. Right. Mary Sabone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first on a series of birthday parties. So oh, Puff dude. Daddy had his fiftieth birthday party. It was super low key. Uh, dude, he, he he only he only invited about two hundred of his closest yeah, friends. Can you, can you begin to imagine? Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Get Him to the Greek? Mm-hmm. Dude, Puff Daddy is so funny in that movie. He's he's funny in general. He's so funny. He's in that super movie. talented. Period. I had no idea he was that funny. He's super talented. He's so good. So, um, so no, he, he his birthday is actually on November fourth, but he celebrated it when all of his buddies could be, uh, you know, could be there. <laughs> right. He he actually had it in Holmby Hills in his his forty million dollar yeah, shack. Oh. Uh, Jay Z, Beyonce, Kim, Con- obviously Kim was there. Kanye, Chloe, yeah, yeah. Kylie. Yeah, Dr. Dre, Pharrell, Cardi B, I mean, Offset, Chadwick, Bozeman, Post Malone, Tyler Perry, Kobe Bryant, Machine Gun Kelly, and the list goes on and on. I hope they have a lot of security at these things. Yeah, so you can take out half of entertainment. And and apparently Jay-Z and Diddy were shaking hands. Oh. Or uh, no, Jay Z and Yeezy shaking hands, oh, yeah. uh, uh, apparently squashing a beef. That's wow. not that's not Diddy. Sorry. Uh, and then Mary J. Blige performs. Usher performs. Little Kim performs. I mean, are you serious? And then this is the best part. This is what they had to eat: McDonald's apple pies. Okay, <laughs> breakfast sandwiches and a, and a bunch of fancy shit. Really? Uh, and, McDonald's and apparently lots of cannabis products, as I'm sure you well, can, yeah, I, know, I know you're shocked. Right. And then Ciroc Vodka, who I believe uh, Diddy's a, a big investor in. Then <laughs> then the birthday party that I really was disappointed I didn't get 
an invite to, which was Taylor Swift's 30th birthday she party. She did not invite you. She did, and I can't believe it. Wow. And she actually flew uh, last minute from Los Angeles to New York to actually spend her 30th birthday party in New York playing Madison Square Garden for Our Heart Radio's Jingle Ball. So I easily could have jumped on the private jet with me and Joe Burrow, and we could have yeah. easily gone together. Uh, she had a bunch of uh, uh, celebrity guests uh, surprises throughout the night, and then she had a giant three tiered cake. Did you, I don't know if you saw this cake? No. It was literally almost as tall as she was. Um, she, uh, she and she and this is the part you got to love about her. Actually, I this part I hate about all <laughs> celebrities, but she did do a fantastic job of documenting the night on Twitter. Oh, thank goodness! So as you probably and can by imagine. she you mean one of her assistants? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, your handle my. Instagram account and sometimes I, I wonder where the hell you are. Well, I'm you're not right next to me at, at all Taylor times. Swift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I did, not mean to, I did not mean to insinuate that you're anywhere near an assistant, by the way. No. Yes, absolutely. You didn't take it like that, did you? No, no. All right. So maybe next time she's going to invite us. Sure. But all right. So let's, mo let, let's move on to politics. Can you give 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 it to me? <laughs> so did you see how I posted the show last week? How I actually remember we talked about we we were gonna try and find out the name of the movie. You didn't yes, see it, yes, so I put it yes. in. I put it in the uh, the yeah. summary of the show. Yeah, just as a little uh, foreshadowing. Did except, you like that? I loved it, except that I can't remember the name of the movie. My fellow Americans. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so impeachment is one hundred percent happening, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but while that was going down, and, and I listened to a lot of it even more. Holy cow! It's like just like nails on a chalkboard over time, all day long, just all, all day, day long. Yeah, and like the the amount of seriousness that yeah. the left is talking about, though you you got to admit, like it's 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 a little bit of a stretch considering the 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 previous impeachment proceedings that were you know were you know both sides of the aisle sort of agreed. This this mm. is. So bipartisan, it's not sure, even sure, yeah. You know, which I think is is historical. But everything really. is so bipartisan now, now compared to then. But shouldn't the concept of impeachment, like when so when teenagers are thirty, they're going to think the word impeachment means well, they just don't like each other and they kind of messed up a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Whereas, whereas you and time. I, we hear the word impeachment, it's like. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, I always think impeachment is like, oh, we're, they're going to throw him out of office. It's a big like, What? This is terrible. Yeah. Right? Where now it's like, it's just like everything else is either, yeah, it's, it's like certain a, things, just right. like everything else, certain things have been watered down completely <laughs> and heightened awareness has been brought up in other yes. areas, right? Yes. Like, yeah, the awareness is definitely up, but but the actual consequences, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So what does that mean exactly? God. Absolutely nothing. You know, you know uh, what's his Ali G? You know, Ali G. Remember <laughs> yeah, him? I you love know, Ali G. There's a, there's a, we should have brought, brought in this audio, but we'll, we'll bring it back in a future episode. You ever seen his, his show where he, the Ali G show, obviously, but where he's talking about technology. It, so I'll, I'm sure I'm, all right, so, I have, but I don't so know. So like when I, when I just, that was what, like you asked me, how does this come to my mind? It just yeah. happened, right? It just, okay. wait, wait, wait. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Ali G. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I just had an idea. Okay. <laughs> it's a dumb and dumber <laughs> quote. All right. So no, Ali G he's talking about technology and he's interviewing some like super smart person about technology. And he literally, then the guy still has no idea that Ali G, this is a big joke. Sure. And he, uh, let me know if you find it. And so he brings up, he's like in the, he's asking the gentleman, he's like, so technology, what is it? And, he's, and the guy's looking at me like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. He's like, no, I, I, I don't understand. Technology. What is it all about? Technology. <laughs> what is that all about? Is it good or is it whack? Technology. <laughs> Those you see the there, is a, 
bloke from around my hood, Staines, <laughs> called Rainbow Jeremy, will reject everything to do with science. He just <laughs> chill at home, he smoke his own homegrown, and check this, he don't have a telly. Mm-hmm. I ain't shitting you. He don't have a telly. <laughs> All right, turn it off. So, so you, do you see the guy's face? Yeah, they're they're just like, what? Yeah, what so like, I felt to? like that was a, I know that was a little off the cuff, so thanks for bringing it in there quick. So, like, we got to get, <laughs> save that for the future where I don't understand something and we can just throw then that you in. You just there. go LG, yeah. Okay, so, but I do want to mention this, though. In between all the impeachment stuff, we did get a huge agreement between the United States, uh, Mexico, and Canada, all right? Uh, the MCA uh, uh, fr- uh, trade agreement. Did yeah. you did you hear about that? No, no. Okay, so it's a result of a a, a, re, a renegotiation from seventeen two thousand seventeen eighteen of the North American Free Trade Agreement NAFTA. Right, oh, you've heard yeah, of that yeah. Well, yeah. by its member states, which informally agreed to the terms on September thirtieth two thousand eighteen. But now the USMCA was signed by the United States President Trump, Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto, and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on November thirtieth two thousand eighteen as a side event to the 2018 G20 summit in Buenos Aires. Each country's legislator still must rec- rec- uh, still ha- needed to ratify the agreement. So finally, we get it done. Okay. Uh, the agreement and the agreement also provides updated intellectual pop- property protections. It gives the United States more access to can- Canada's dairy market and, pr- and imposes a quota for Canadian and Mexican automotive production and increases the duty free limit for Canadians who buy U.S. goods online from $20 to 150 mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a huge, it's a historical trade agreement between the future country of North America. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> yeah. um, and then we also had one step closer from a China trade. We, we came one step closer to making China the United States's fucking... Anyway, um, we came one step closer to controlling China a little bit better than I think we do. Uh, and and if you saw this this um, this uh, this clip where Trump's talking about, he's like, "Hey, so we were about to we, we hadn't even signed the deal." And I said to them, "Start buying more agriculture." And they, you know, and so they started buying more agriculture. <laughs> and you're thinking, it's like, "Wow, thank yeah, you." And they started buying. Wow, so thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, right. President Trump for for continuing to work on other things by just thanks for working hard because one thing even if it seems like he's working hard defending himself he sure seems to be working awfully hard and the next thing you know he's in another place in another place in another place you know he's in big 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 crowds giving using big words Anyway, so let's let's enough with the pop culture and politics. Let's let's pack our bags for the travel section. Okay, so this was not an official, did not get an official airplane, but we did have, uh, we did do a staycation over the weekend, uh, and I want to tell you a quick story about saving money, okay? Ooh. So Southwest Airlines is not uh, a sponsor of the show yet, but I am an A-list preferred uh, 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 frequent flyer package holder. I have a companion pass I have for many years. So here's a little secret. And I hope Southwest Airlines doesn't change it because if you're getting close and you have to get like 110,000 points in a mm. year to, <laughs> to, to qualify for a companion pass oh, yeah. or okay. like 60 some, like 120 flights, right? Like you got to fly a lot and I don't even fly that much, but there's a little bit of this thing where at the end of the year, if you're close and you know, you're not going to get enough. Am I putting you to sleep? Am yeah, I putting sorry. you to sleep, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. Dan just gave Technology. a gigantic yawn. Like, I'm like, wow. Well, you know what? You know what the problem is? So before the show, we, you and I always caffeinate, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got a little 
Coca-Cola Classic. And I went in the house to get some cold brew. And as I'm pouring it, I thought to myself, I wonder if this can go bad. <laughs> and then I brought it in here. Did you, you did you miss like about 10 minutes ago when I drank some of this and I made a gacking face? So if I, I was start throwing up, it's from it. this stale cold brew. I, but I don't think caffeine goes out of it. No, but it tastes like it's going to make me sick. <laughs> Which means you haven't drank it. Got it. Check. Following you. Can't drink it. All right. So here's the loophole. What's so the loophole? Oh, if you, so Southwest. So, so if you're, if you're a Southwest so you're Airlines. Yeah, there. if you're a Southwest, if you're a Southwest Air, Airlines person, you're a Southwest Airlines person. Right. Now, you're going to book your hotels through Southwest Airlines at times, and you'll realize that you get unbelievable amounts of points for going to somewhat random hotels. So the last couple of years, as I've gotten close, and I know I'm not going to make it from a flight standpoint, but I could make it from a point standpoint, I search. Like last year, for instance, I booked the Viceroy Hotel in Santa Monica for two Wednesdays in a row, and I never was there. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. But I got like 9,000 9, points gotcha. for $400. Right, okay. In this particular example, I spent $750 at a hotel in Venice that had a pool okay. and a hot tub, and I got 12,000 points. Oh, my. Typically, you get a thousand, you know, point for every dollar you spend. Okay. So wow, huge difference. Yeah. Right? So I'm, you know, just I'm being frugal and I'm so you saving guys my took money. A little staycation. Yeah. So, down but then, okay. the water was so cold, and my and then uh, my wife explained that during the day she was going to go to this Winter Wonderland celebration in Marina del Rey. So for those of you that live in, you know, in the the west side of the lower west side of Los Angeles, so in for those of you that live in the Midwest and the East Coast or where that places actually get cold, let me just explain to you what this winter celebration is like in Marina del Rey. <laughs> I, I refused to go because I went last year and I can't deal with this crowd. It was even worse this year. My wife said that there was a literally a 200-yard line to go into a little 12 by 12 room for a timed limit of three minutes to touch snow. No. Like it was on the ground. It was already starting to melt. It was no. it, the, the line to go down the little sledding hill was like 400 yards long. No. Uh-huh. Oh they put God. you in this little room. You get to make a little and snowball and then they snow. move you out. Wow. Yes. Meanwhile, the rest of the country literally is like enough Shoveling with it. the snow. Yeah. Like you, you, but remember, wow. rest of the country, you can't shovel sunshine. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, well, I, like I refuse. So when she comes back, she wanted to go back to this area to watch the fireworks that then uh, the fireworks shoot off for five minutes from 555 to 6 p.m. and off into the marina. Mm -hmm. And then there's a boat parade around Marina del Rey, which is spectacular. Have you ever seen that? I have. Yeah. yeah. OK, so I didn't want to. I, I was as she's telling me how many people were there for the, the ridiculous snow <laughs> winter experience. I thought this is ridiculous. There's a hotel that is right across from that spot that is mm. owned. Now I come to find out because I'm always thinking about business too, sure. that this hotel group owns the hotel I'm thinking of. So they own three hotels in Venice area. Oh, okay. So, so mm. I make a quick phone call mm -hmm. after I find a couple, I get enough names to drop. Mm. I make a quick phone call. <laughs> I say, listen, I'm over here at the Kinney hotel. Right. I understand you guys are owned by the same people. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Well, All right. well do you that? know so-and-so? Yeah. Well, he asked me to call because we would love to see if you have a suite available to look at the fireworks so I don't have to uh, brave the crowds. And she's like, well, it's funny. We actually have one left. I'm like, I, I already knew uh, that. I'll take it. So I'll take that one. And just because I also have a hotel room down the street, do you mind giving me a discount? So not only did I get a dis discount for that, Ooh. I didn't have to pay for valet parking. So I, I don't know yet if it's going to be good enough to convince my wife and the three kids to- sure. 
pack up everything again because they've already checked into one hotel and go down the street. I don't want my kids to think we just rent multiple hotel rooms all over the place. Like You understand daddy needs to have it so he gets a companion pass and yes, it seems like we're wasting money at this particular moment, but if you look at 2020 as a whole, we're going to save a shitload. (laughs) And they're like, look at me like, like, "Uh, can I have some more ice cream? (laughs) So I rent a bike, bike over to the hotel because now the traffic is terrible. So I bike over there, get a little exercise. Walk in, check into this suite, and it's spectacular. It's going to overlook from the third level the fireworks <laughs> yeah. and all of the groups, the crowds oh, of the, people, right, exactly. and the boat parade. Right. And we can t- hang out. And I got two TVs. I can watch the UFC on my phone, the rest of the President's Cup. <laughs> There's a basketball. The Lakers are playing. I mean, it's like I practically got my own restaurant bar in my nice. in the suite, right? So I go back, and the kids are in the pool. And they're in their wetsuits, okay? Just bear with me for one more moment. Okay. This is, this is, I'm telling a story. Wait, they're in wetsuits? Oh, because the, the water's so cold. Because it's winter, sure. Well, the other hotel has a giant heated pool. So I go in, mm-hmm. I tell the kids they're in the cold pool. Right. You, get you out, get the and I wrap pool. them in the hotel, the, the hotel's towels that are by the pool. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Because the, they're the same hotels, and I already checked that both hotels use the same types of pool, uh, same types of towels, because it's owned <laughs> by the same people. <laughs> right. So then so I roll into valet no at this hotel. Gonna, sure. They put their shoes on, I wrap them up, and I go, they're like, where are we going? I go, don't worry about it. Just wrap up your wetsuits. They're wet. They got they put their shoes on. They got the <laughs> towels from the one hotel. I put them in the car, drive a mile to the next hotel, pull up to valet. Everybody already knows me. Flick the keys. They keep my car out front. I walk the kids through the lobby in their wetsuits and the same towels, remember? Sure. Into the heated pool, and they literally look at me like I'm the greatest dad on the planet. <laughs> well, you are. You, that was for the win. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute. And now the new pool is right next to the ocean. Yeah. And it's heated. Yeah. And you and the, here's the best part for yeah. for the rest of the uh, people that are my age. Guess who was having a party at the pool? Oh, no. Ian Ziering of 90210 <laughs> fame. Oh my! God. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and I played it well, super cool. Yeah, I didn't. I I, yeah. I made eye contact a couple times, but I did. I took every ounce of energy to say I used to have to sneak to my parents' room to watch nine hundred two and zero because they wouldn't let me. <laughs> I learned how to be cool because of you guys. Not necessarily right. you, but you always well, you seem to have you. No, Ian. Yeah. Ian he, you know, I forget his actual name of his character, but he always had a pretty good head on his shoulders. Did he? Was he yeah. the sensible one on the show? Yeah, he seems like a sensible one. He was always the, in the middle between the Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah, he was always in between Luke Perry and Brandon. You're right. Like he was always seemed like the middle guy. Right. You know. Right. Almost like a like an AC Slater, if you will, of Saved by the <laughs> Bell. You know, sort of that same sort of character. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, I felt like I it took a lot of energy to not you know I'm talk proud. to him. I'm proud of you. But I felt good. So I thought that was kind of funny. Wow. All right. So so recap. Okay, so utilize staycations to get your Southwest Airlines points. <laughs> right, All right, exactly. So finally, we're going to cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge for the last part of the show. We hope you stick around because then you're going to know. All right, so producer Dan, yes, were you able to find? I forgot to ask you this earlier. Were yeah, you, we we didn't talk about it, did we? But, uh, no, but well, I found but, something. But let's we, go. We, they call me one take, Corey. We don't need to edit it. this. Let's go. Yeah, we're just hold on. Let me, right let, let me get it ready, and I'm almost ready. When you are, what, give it what to are me. You getting ready? Just go. You'll see. It's a Pushing through the show We always got a lot to say Or football fields we go Analyzing all the way Sometimes you hear me sing We are not always right What fun it is to collaborate And bring an entertaining show most nights Oh, Brooklyn's Bridge, Brooklyn's Bridge We got a lot to say Oh, what fun it is to slide through something's ruins every day. Hey, Brooklyn's Bridge, Brooklyn's Bridge, we got a lot to say. 
Oh, what fun it is to slide through something's brewing every day. Wow. What do you think of that? Wow. You like it? Uh, I'm, sp- I'm literally speechless. And I, I purposely didn't tell you I was going to do that because <laughs> I wanted to see if you were genuinely wow. speechless. I am. I, yeah. I am actually. You like it? What was what, what's happening here? What do you yeah. mean? I, I said it was beautiful. Gonna... That was a beautiful thing. Okay, so what what, it, what I did was I rewrote the lyrics a little bit yeah, about the awesome. show. It's awesome. And the only reason I didn't go into verse two, which I may or may not do <laughs> next week, is because I didn't have the time. I understand. So all right, so look out for next week. All right. Oh my. So next week I might or may or may not do verse two and potentially verse three of. Okay, are these already written? No, I haven't done verse. That's oh, what, or gotcha. I would have already done it, Dan. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm saying if I have enough time, I'll time do verse two or write. verse three. Gotcha. But what I can guarantee, I can't guarantee verse two, but I can guarantee a new version of the Twelve Days of Christmas, Ooh. something's brewing style. Oh, no. That I can guarantee oh, is no. I've already written a couple lines of that, and, I, and once you start, I, you know, it's just like you, know, it's like, you just got to right. go. With it. You got to go. All right. So with the holidays starting and they're obviously in full swing, just remember when you have a positive attitude, no matter. What? Something's always brewing. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Recap. Utilize staycations to get your Southwest Airlines points. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.